Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely and vibrant Melanie Wade. Thank you for joining us, Melanie. Well, thank you for having me, Tammy. So, Melanie, why don't you tell us what your business is? What has you passionate and excited? So, my business is we do mutual funds and insurance, like most advisors uh, out there. We deal with a lot of young families, young professionals. That's where most of my business is. I feel like it's there's kind of a a, a lack of advice out there. A lot of uh, even banks or advisors. Um, ask about, you know, I want a certain amount of investable assets. And I feel like once, once people get to that hundred or $250,000, they've already made a lot of mistakes (laughs) um, in planning their financial future. So that's what I'm most passionate about is just helping people uh, get started on the right path. Yeah. So what got you into doing that? So it started uh, when when I was younger. <laughs> uh, it started uh, actually um, kind of by fluke. I uh, after, right after school, I didn't really know what I was going to do, and uh, I decided to sign up with a temp agency, which sent me mutual fund sales office. I was living in Montreal at the time, and so I knew right away that I really enjoyed the industry. I was. I was fascinated by all of it. I just didn't know exactly what I was going to do there. So um, from going from one experience to another, I worked with a lot of big firms. Um, I worked with portfolio managers. And then um, finally, when I moved to Edmonton 12 years ago, I decided to stay on the advisory side. And um, so here I am. Eventually, I just decided to uh, get li- get licensed and start on the um, the uh, the financial uh, certified financial planners uh, designation. And I'm actually writing the exam on Friday. <laughs> oh, good luck! Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and what's your family situation, dear? So I am, uh, I'm a single mom. Uh, my little boy is nine years old now. He is, uh, the funniest kid I've ever met. <laughs> and, uh, he's just, uh, yeah, he's just a vibrant little boy and just always, uh, 
always in a good mood. I, I feel like I've lucked out. And so if I was to have another child now, and, I'd and probably enjoy it now, dear. The teenage years are coming. The teenage years are coming. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that they're bad, but um, when they start hitting 12 and above, they, they speak in very fluent eye rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been warned about that. So uh, hope, hopefully it won't hit them too, too hard. But so far I've been lucky. <laughs> It's it's all good. It's all good. So when you when you were a kid, so obviously you you fell into financial advising, like most people in the industry. It's nobody, like you said, nobody grows up and goes, you know what? I want to be a financial advisor when I grow up. It's just kind of <laughs> yeah. That people fall into and go, you know what? I think this is really cool. I'm gonna stick around. But when you were a kid, when did you notice that money was something important? Well, um, my family never had a lot of money. Uh, and so it was always something on the topic, right? If, uh, if we wanted to do something, my mom would have to, uh, budget it out. And so she was always very open with the fact that, yeah, if we do this, we can't do that. Or like we have to kind of pick and choose what our activities are and where we spend our money. And so to me, it was, it was always something that was, on the forefront of everything that we do, um, I was always conscious of there's only so much money to go around. And unfortunately, that's how that's how a lot of people grew up. That that's a very very common story. So how are you working with that? Being a single mom and having a nine year old boy now, <laughs> the best I can. <laughs> of that we have no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, it hasn't always been easy, but I, um, I've never been the type of person that enjoys, you know, fancy things because I've always been very cost conscious of everything, of everywhere that I spend my money. And so, um, when I became a single mother right after my separation, it became even, um, more true because now I have half the income now I you know and but I still um I'm more of a person that wants to spend my money on experiences as opposed to things but now all of a sudden I still have to kind of cut back a little bit on that and uh working in the financial industry for as long as I have it's 22 odd years now um money kind of loses its shine after a while because you you trade especially when I worked with portfolio managers and I would you know um I would enter uh the the data entry for all the trades that they do for millions and millions of dollars every day and so to me money just kind of became a number so when I became um a single parent, then that money kind of had to regain some of its value, right? So we can't, we can't go to the mountains every week. We can't, you know, we can't go do everything that we want to do every day. So, well, I think even when you, if you have the money, if you want to be keeping it, you can't be doing that stuff all the time. And if you did, <laughs> it wouldn't have the same special feel to it. And that is that is so true. And the best example I can give of that is when when I was little, eating out was a treat. Yes, it was such a special thing for us. Uh, and then we we my mom would say, okay, you know, we have this, we, we have a little room in the budget. Where should we go eat? And then my sister and I would be like, oh, what about this place? What about this place? 
And it was such a treat that we'd make sure to all get get different dishes and then everybody would pick out of everybody's <laughs> plates because we want to taste everything. And so, but um, now when you look at skip the dishes, takeout, or, you know, all the little um, restaurants that, you know, are not necessarily super expensive, but when you eat out two or three times a week, it does get expensive. Oh, yeah, it adds up so fast. Exactly. And it's not such a treat anymore. Like I, I get bored. I actually get bored of eating out because I, it's like, meh, you know, I hate, I ate that last week or I, I ate that the week before. You know, it's not, it's not as, as fun anymore. Well, I know people that because they don't like cooking or they're always on the road because they're, they pick up the kids from school and they're going to this activity or that activity and all that stuff. So they're never home to eat. They're eating out all yeah. the time. So a treat is actually staying home and having a home cooked meal. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. Who has even time to, to cook? And it's not that it takes a long time. It's just that we, we're, we, we're getting more used to that convenience but that we kind of lose track of how much we're actually spending on it. Oh, it adds up. When I go through and help people put their budgets together, it is not uncommon for me to find them spending as much, if not more, on the various forms of eating out than they are on their mortgage. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I see that as well. <laughs> it's either transportation or eating out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very much so. So what what type of questions and stuff is is your son asking now that he's, He's nine and, and seeing all the different things. Like what has his attention in the money world? Um, I think he he wants to. I think he doesn't because he's nine. He, he doesn't grasp how much things cost. Right. And so um, when I tell him that, OK, well, this is this is our budget this month, this month to do whatever we want to do. Well, can we go there? Can we go there? And it's like, no, that's still not. You know, we can't that's too much money or we can't do that or, you know, and um, so to him, I think he's just at that age where he's starting to kind of understand the why we budget and that how um, one thing will affect another. Right. So um, what he wants to know is, okay, well, how much this costs, how much, uh, you know, how much do I have left after this? And, so um, and I've, I I give him like a little bit of, of his own money because we we save money, but he has the right to choose how he um, how he spends it. So he says, well, OK, well, if I if I buy this toy, how much do I have left? And then he kind of sees, well, oh, well, you know, that's not a whole lot. <laughs> so <laughs> like, wait, maybe maybe I don't want it. <laughs> It, it's amazing how their choices change when it's coming out of their pocket. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because, and, and I mean, he's nine, so he wants, yeah, he's really into uh, Pokemon cards. So he'll say, um, well, oh, well, I want more cards. I want more cards. And then he realizes, well, that's where all his money went. But how many Pokemon do you need? <laughs> that's, that's a dangerous question to ask. Having a daughter who is totally into Pokemon. Don't even go there, dear. Your head will explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredible how, you know, they, they want all this stuff. And then when they, and when they're actually spending their own money, they're like, oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's so much easier when I'm spending mom's money or grandparent money, but if it's mine. Yeah. 
And then he tries to negotiate with me. Well, what if we we pay half? I said, Well, I don't need Pokemon. I'm, I don't I don't know why I would pay half for this. <laughs> yeah. How does this benefit mom? <laughs> yeah, I don't see how I'm winning here. <laughs> so does he negotiate? Okay, I'll do some extra chores or something if you buy half or anything like that. Um, he'll try. And then I said, Well, remember last time when you said that, and I had to ask you ten times to do it. So I'm not sure that I believe you're going to do that. So so and then I try to say, okay, well, if you do it without me having to ask, then maybe I'll go, right? Like I'll, I'll give you this much. I don't always go half and half with him because I believe that he's got a lot of toys that he doesn't play with right now. So I'm kind of make him work a little bit harder <laughs> for it. I'm a, I'm a mean mom. <laughs> no, no, that is not a mean mom. That is a mom te- teaching responsibility and the uh, the much needed skill of making choices. <laughs> <laughs> right, because at the end of the day really when, you know, when I'm not there anymore, it's it's going to be on him and he's going to make his own mistakes like, you know, all of all of teenagers do with their money and they just kind of burn it on on anything that that comes along and to me it's 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 a very important life skills that unfortunately they don't teach at school and I wish they did so bad oh well you're preaching to the choir on that one (laughs) we we, we so we so need to start educating our our kids so much so much sooner because unfortunately so many kids like we don't talk about it money is a taboo subject we just don't go there and Mm -hmm the kids see, oh, well, why can't you just go to the machine and get money out of it? It's just magical and stuff because they don't understand the stuff that goes with it. And then we send them out into the world as adults and they haven't got a clue on how anything actually works. And then we wonder why they're crashing and burning so much. That is, that is very true. My son actually once told me and I, cause he wanted something. And then I said, no, I don't have money for that. Uh, this month, you're going to have to wait for your, for your birthday. And then he says, well, just go to the machine. Like to him, it's just like this endless. <laughs> well, yeah, because they don't understand the stuff that goes behind it because, well, where have they ever been taught that? Why has, have you ever t- explained it to him? Have you ever even thought to explain it to him? So how's, what's he going to see? Anything other than, oh, you just put in your plastic card and you get money out. It's magic. <laughs> exactly. Just, just use your card, mom. You, there's money in there. But yeah, it's like, no, I still have to work for this money. Like there's only a limited amount in there. <laughs> yeah. But I wish that they that that's that's one thing I remember even at school where they taught us how to to do a budget, but they never taught us how to budget. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, so you have your money and you're supposed to save, uh, you know, as a, as a child, they taught us to, to save half. But yeah. But what how do I justify purchases? What do I justify what I need? How do I identify those needs as opposed to wants and how much should I spend on something Uh, they don't teach you how to shop for something or know to know that you're getting an actual good deal and you're not just overpaying for something or just not paying enough and then having to invest more money to fix it or make it better yeah cost versus cost versus value I I know that um, I drag my teenage daughter out with me to go grocery shopping and I've been teaching her how to pay attention to different things. And it's like, okay, usually you get a better if you, if, if you buy like the eight pack rather than the, 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 the four pack, it's better, but not always. So a few times when it's worked out that way, I pointed out to her. And then when she sees it, she goes, mom, 
bastards! <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> I said, because they do this because people don't pay attention and they're not looking at this stuff. And like I said, how long did it take you to figure out the difference between which one we should be buying? She's, well, it didn't take me very long. I said, exactly. But I said, you need to be aware of these things. Because like I said, if it happens here and it happens here and it happens there and it happens there, like it might not be like $20 at a time, but it can add up to $20, $30, $40 throughout like one grocery shopping trip for a family for a week. And I'm going... How hard would you have to work to make that extra money? And she says, absolutely. I said, and this is why I teach you. And I know grocery shopping isn't glamorous, but I'm going, I know you like to eat. <laughs> yeah. As most teenagers do. <laughs> well, she, she, she's, she's pretty, she's pretty light eater, but I'm going, this is stuff that you need to know. So like I said, we work hard for a many and we don't want to be, to be wasting it on simple things for the, just because you're not paying attention. I said, like a few moments here and there and just watching things. Like there's certain things that she knows that I will only buy if it's on sale. There's no way in the world I will pay full price for it. Yeah, absolutely. Mom's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I say that. I used to, I'm, I, I, I joke a lot with my son, you know, cause he, yeah. it's only him and I in the house. So we, he gets, he gets away with a little bit more when if it's just him and I and, the whole time, like I'd be saying, oh, no, I'm not spending money on that. I'm too cheap for that. No, I'm too cheap to buy that. No, that is not worth my money. Yep. And then one time we he asked for for uh, for a toy and be, and he gets like this little smile on his face. And I said, nobody, I'm not buying that today. And he says, why, mom? Because you're too cheap. <laughs> I taught you well, son. <laughs> well, it's it's not so much cheap. It's like. You work hard for your money, and is it worth the exchange for the goods or services that you're getting? If it's not worth the exchange, why would you do it? Exactly, right? And it's like, okay, you already have, like, two lightsabers. How, how many do you need? Yeah. <laughs> you know? that, that, that could also be the wrong question, but still. <laughs> yeah. But this one's different, Mom. <laughs> would, would, would you put your money towards it, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it was it was a good uh mom lesson for me to realize that I I have to be careful how I joke around with my son because anybody around me hearing my son calling me cheap <laughs> our kids repeat everything we never should have said <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so now I'm a little bit more conscious of how I joke around with him because that was a good lesson to learn <laughs> it's all good so if you could have your son learn three things about money when you send him out into the world, what are the three lessons you would say are the most important things for your son to know? For one thing would be, uh, I think, find a middle ground because uh, it's important to understand not to just burn your money away, but also you still have to live experiences. So maybe like find a middle ground in there. Um Money is kind of useless if you can't enjoy it, right? And, you know, uh, how many stories do we know of people saving their whole lives, retiring, and then getting too ill to be able to enjoy their money? And so spend it wisely, but still find somewhere um, to, to, somewhere to, to, to enjoy it. Um, I would say probably you don't need 
all the Pokemons and all of the lightsabers. <laughs> I think that um, uh, maybe identify your needs versus versus your wants, and um, I think that's something that our 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 kids, his generation, don't always get a clear version of because we have. We have so much stuff now. When I was a kid, I had like just a few toys and I was always outside. But now we have all this stuff in the house and it's overwhelming. <laughs> well, it, it is. So many people are drowning in clutter that they spent good money on that does nothing but like stress them out and suck the life out of them because they their house is just full. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And, and most of the time there's, there's stuff still in their packaging and stuff you haven't seen in a couple of years. And it's like, okay, we don't need all of this. Just use, get what you need. Um, but I think maybe the third thing would be probably try to, uh, think ahead, you know, on the same time where I find, find a middle ground and do spend it, but think ahead and, and be aware that, your lifestyle today will affect your lifestyle in the future. So, you know, just uh, try to save more than you spend and and spend it on stuff that you actually value, that brings you joy. So not so much stuff, but maybe more experiences and, and, and things that you will, that will stay in your memory. No kid remembers, you know, their first toy or how many Pokemon cards that they had, or, you know, they don't remember that stuff. They remember this, the time that they spent with their family doing fun stuff. Oh, completely agree with you there. I think that would be my, my best advice to him. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. It was great to chat with you. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.